Designers and creatives can have an important impact on the circular economy. But how do we put that into action? In this episode, Philippe Mernier, co-founder and CEO of creative agency Sid Lee, shares 10 tips with us on how to find more creative solutions. Philippe spoke to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's Circular Design Programme Lead, Joe Isles, about how to remove fear around new projects and why it's important to embrace fun in creative work. Hey, Phil. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. Now, we said that this session might be about putting some of that inspiration, people who are fired up about unlocking that uh, creative slant on the circular economy, how we can put that into action. And you've got your 10 tips for creativity to share with us today, which I'm, I think will be really useful for the audience. Can you tell us a bit about these tips? How did you put them together? Uh, well, actually, these tips came from uh, many years of, of working with my creative team, but I realized that um, these tips actually uh, belongs to everyone at the agency, and, and it's really useful to in, in any business. So, so that's why today I'm really happy to share those tips for you guys, because whatever you do in your business, um, creativity should be part of your culture. It should be uh, the way you look forward to change um, every project inside the company. And you could use those tips uh, to help your team. Um, and it's, it's very simple. So basically, if you have, like a, if you have a pen and a piece of paper, uh, we, uh, it's, it's like 10 tips that you could keep somewhere on your desk. And, um, and sometimes it's really useful when you're stuck on a project or you want to look uh, at something in a different way, uh, you could use those tips and, and maybe it will unlock something that you didn't expect. So, um, so are we ready to start with the tip number yeah, one? Yeah, let's do it. I yeah. think um, uh, a lot okay. of people will be thinking, or they might have grappled with some of those, reached some of those barriers that you just suggested, where the conventional way of doing things in terms of circular economy aren't, aren't proving effective. So hopefully those will come in handy. Let's start. What's tip number one? Tip number one is better question. Um, I believe that better question leads to better creative answer. But sometimes when we start a project, we, we don't ask enough question. Uh, sometimes we, we have uh, a lot of information in the beginning and we start too wide. We should ask more questions so we could slim down to the what is the real problem? What are we looking at right now? Uh, I see so many times project, a lot of energy, a lot of money investing uh, without asking the right question in the beginning. And I believe that more questions you will ask throughout the project, closer, closer you will get to the creative solution. So ask yourself in the beginning, um, is this the right question? And, and sometimes a question, you could write down a question on a post-it. You don't need to have uh, a 66 pages of keynote uh, slide uh, for the project to ask yourself the real question. Just like a simple question. If you put that question in your brain, um, then slowly you're going to start thinking about it. And, and creative solution will come up easier. Um, and I say sometimes that when you have a problem, let's say that you're stuck on an island, uh, and that's the problem. You want to get out of the island, and you're, you're alone on this island, that's the question that you have on your brain. And 
and your brain's going to keep working, working, working to find a solution to get out of this island. And one day you will wake up and say, okay, I'm going to build a boat with uh, this palm tree. I'm going to use this on the other side and, and I'll, I'll create a sail out of it. But it's, it's, your brain is always working on that problem. And that problem is the question. So make it simple. Ask that question. Write it down on a piece of paper. Let's have it in front of you all the time. And it, it will work. I feel like because that's your tip number one, I should probably ask a question. Um, <laughs> and maybe this is covered elsewhere in the 10, but can constantly asking that question or questioning whether you've found the right question be an obstacle to actually getting started and learning by doing? No, actually, uh, in the creative process, um, you should ask always question and making decisions. So you will get exactly where you want to be. Uh, the process is working like this. Uh, so it's not about working like, like a square, always asking question on the top. Is question, solution. Question, solution, try and error. So you narrow it down to the real thing. Uh, so actually question, questioning yourself inside a project uh, makes you go further and you will get closer to your creative solution. So um, actually, no, it, it's actually creating a lot of speed in the project. Okay. What about tip number two? Tip number two, uh, it's purpose. Uh, purpose, I think... Uh, we're, we're living in a world where uh, people are really aware of what we're doing and whatever we create new. And I think what we're living right now, it's, it's an invitation to transform either product or services in the future. But we need to have a purpose. We need to have why are we doing this? Because consumer wants to, uh, to be part of it. Now, it's not only about buying a product. It's about buying a product with the right value. And it's a value exchange inside that community. Basically, what you want to build is a community around your project. And that community belongs inside the company, but outside of the company. And maybe with other, com other companies, but inside in the, in, in the world of, of, of consumer. So if your consumers share the same value of your company and your brand and your project, then the purpose will go further. Uh, so it's really important when you start a project to ask yourself, what is the purpose of this project? What do we want to achieve with that? And it has to be really clear uh, in the beginning. Um, I think it's, it's over the time where people were building and producing projects uh, and product just to make money out of it. Now it's more than that. You, you should have value inside your project. And you should ask that question in the beginning of any, any project that you start. And obviously we're living in a time, as you said, when a lot of brands, a lot of organizations want to be um, purpose-driven or want to respond to some of the urgent causes going on around the world. Do you find that they result in better, more creative solutions? Do they, do they engage uh, employees in a different way? Is, is, is that more than just altruism? Does it get better results? Yes, you get better results because people are involved. If I'm an employee in a company and I'm sharing the same value of my company, um, that makes that company way much stronger. 
and because you have a personal purpose, but it's 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 a community purpose. So I, I think it's um, it's not only about uh, reaching out to consumer, but it's about engaging uh, your employees uh, inside one project. And I think that makes uh, a big change uh, at, at the end of the result. Uh, so it's um, having the right purpose, and everyone is focusing on the same the same goal. Uh, makes you go further uh, down the line for sure. Okay, tip number three. Yes. Number three, uh, comfort is a cozy enemy. It's funny because uh, at Sidley we have we have sweatshirt uh, with this line on it. Comfort is a cozy enemy because uh, a lot of companies been been around for many years uh, producing the same type of, of of product or services and is doing well. But it's 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 not it's not guaranteed that in the future it will keep going well. Uh, so the notion of being in your comfort zone is always is always cozy. But um, you have to push yourself outside because you never know what's going to happen next. Especially uh, the last six months, a lot of companies uh, went out of their comfort zone because they had no choice because of, of COVID. But the reality is that if you keep the culture, the creative culture of your company to always um, go out and try new stuff and be a little bit outside of the comfort zone, you will grow your creative culture. You will have better idea. You will, you will grow your business because you're, you're forward thinking. You're not sitting on in, in the comfort zone. And of course, when you're outside of your comfort zone, it's a, it's a bit discomfort for a while, but then you get used to this discomfort, but you will grow and your idea will be bigger and, and, and much more impactful. So I think uh, as, as, as leader of a company, you should, you should encourage uh, and um, invite people to take a chance, go out, try things, uh, be outside, and, and that will benefit a lot for you. It reminds me of a quote from uh, Walter Stahl, one of the uh, thought leaders behind the circular economy. He's, he, I think he said once, survival is not mandatory when he's talking about uh, the shift to a circular economy. Um, it's very cozy to stay in the current way of doing things, but, but reinvention is necessary for, for companies to be fit for the future. Just quickly, um, you mentioned getting out there and getting out of your comfort zone and how some businesses, well, many, most even, have been forced to do that with the events of the past six months. Have you seen just maybe one example of how a company could actively do that, could proactively do it? Uh, yes, because uh, just give you a, a simple example. A lot of companies uh, have been aware of... Um, all the e-com, all the e-com platform, and they've been like waiting to invest on, on digital platform. And then suddenly in the retail business, uh, everyone, every, everyone is going on, 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 on digital platform right now. So, so they've been forced to jump into a boat where uh, they knew that they were invited to take that journey, but because of different reason, uh, they, they, they were investing a little bit, a little bit every year, but not enough probably. And now they have to, 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 to double down on the investment to try to catch up from probably the last 10 years. So that's really, that's really not fun. And, and it's not comfortable. It's not cozy to do that. 
too fast. It's, it's better to do it a little bit at the time to be always a little bit outside of the comfort zone because if you push too much too fast, this is where it creates it create chaos inside the company. So uh, I see a lot of companies, especially in the retail world, that they've been pushed uh, because of the last six months. And it's, now it's a question of survival, uh, surviving this, this pandemic. Um, so, so I think it's, it's better to, to be outside of the comfort zone a little bit every day than to be pushed and try to catch up 10 years of investment at the last year. Yeah, I, I hope that idea resonates with some uh, people who are maybe holding back or tape it, taking comfortable steps towards circular economy, maybe considering where we might be with circular economy transition in, in 10 years might, uh, might get them to think about that. Okay, we're on tip number four, I believe. Yes, tip number four is fear. Actually, I think it's a good bridge because um, I think the first thing that happens in the boardroom with every new project is, is if the size of a new idea is about this big, fear is going to be this big next to it. Uh, fear is probably the thing that grows faster around a new idea because it's different questions. Is it possible? Do we have the money to do it? Um, uh, if we do it, maybe something, something will happen and then the stock market will go down and fear is always present around creativity. So that's one thing that you have to, to manage uh, because it's normal to be scared of something that you're, you've never been to. Um, but at the same time, you should be aware that fear will paralyze your company. And if you, you see that your team are, are, are at the same place, they're, they're looking always in their red mind and they're, they're scared of moving forward, this is where every... Uh, every leader should take the lead and remove the fear around the project and make it, uh, make it like um, in the comfort zone a little bit more, but make sure that we remove the fear out of it uh, because there always be, there always a risk somewhere. But at the same time, if you, you're working towards it, um, then suddenly you think, oh, suddenly it's, it's okay. Uh, I don't, I'm not scared anymore. Uh, so, so it's like everything. Uh, if you try it first, uh, then you're scared of it. But when you're in, in, in the making of, of learning something new, suddenly you're, you're, you're part of it. So, so. And do you think that you mentioned leadership? It's, is, that where the, is that the key uh, role? or the, the, it, it, Does that come from leadership the, to alleviate that fear? I, I think it's one thing that leaders need to, um, to have around a project because um, it's, it's normal to have fear on any project. But as a good creative leader, you have to remove the fear and replace it by tip number five. If we jump on tip number five. <laughs> Go for it. Is doubt. Um, there's a difference between fear and doubt. Uh, fear makes you paralyze you and doubt makes you makes you go further, you grow out of it. Because when you're doubting, uh, you're, you're, you ask yourself question. You're, you say, oh, is it possible? Oh, I'm not sure that's right. I'm not sure it's gonna work. Oh, we have a problem on this. So every time that you're, you're in doubt, basically you, you make your project better because you're doubting uh, and you go further up and then you come up with a solution 
and then you doubt again, and then you go up, and then someone come from the side and say, oh, have you think about this? So when you're in doubt, you have to go out and try new stuff to find solution to it. So for me, there's a big difference between fear and doubt. Fear paralyzes you, like you're in front of the bear and you don't want to move. But if you're looking at the bear and you say, okay, maybe if I'm taking this rock, if I scream really loud, uh, maybe the bear, the bear will go away. So, so, so for me, it's exactly the same thing. Good leaders um, put their team in doubt. That's normal. And we try things. And then, then we could find solutions. But fear, that's the thing that you have to remove from it. We don't have quite as many bears here in the UK as you do in, oh. in Canada. But maybe yeah. if, we took, if it was a squirrel or something, um, that could work. Yes, we have fear. <laughs> what about tip number six then? Uh, tip number six is speed. Uh, speed is quite important in a creative culture because it's like if you want to get a clear vision on a project, uh, you need to, to, uh, to remove everything out of the way. You an example, if you open your cottage in Canada uh, after a long winter and you open the water uh, in the tap water and you let it run, uh, the first couple of seconds, it will be brownish, you know? <laughs> uh, and then it will get clear. Uh, and, and you need to run the water on project uh, so you can have clear vision on where you're going. So I think speed um, makes you doubt more, yes, but you, you, will, find, you will find solution in, in your question. And I think it's always good to keep a good pace on a project and try it. Even if it's not perfect, you will learn out of it. So the faster you go, better you will learn because I see so many projects say, oh, I'm not sure we're ready or the market is not ready. I'm not sure for that. And by the fact that there people are waiting, uh, basically because of fear, um, they, they don't learn out of it. So the faster you go, better it is. Maybe it's not going to be 100% perfect, but at least if it's 80% perfect uh, and you need to tweak the 20%, then it's great again. Uh, so speed is a key thing in, in any creative project. And I'm always saying to my, my creative team, because it's hard sometimes to come up with idea, uh, faster you brainstorm, faster you'll try, faster you test your project, better answer you will get. So speed is key. If you're going to be moving so fast, does that mean that you maybe don't take the time to understand the problem you're trying to solve? Is, if it, it, you, you, what's the difference between moving quickly and, and rushing? Well, you, you, when you rush a project, uh, maybe you will discover down the road that it's not possible. That, that happened. And, and, and I think the faster you will know that it's not possible, better it is. Um, and sometimes if you, if you go really, really fast, you realize, oh, it's possible or no, it's not possible. And if it's not possible, that's the tip number seven. Then you have to look the other way. So tip number seven is when, when you're, you're in front of a wall, there's a problem, it's not gonna work, or everyone is going in the same direction, basically you just have to look the other way. And you, you might find a creative solution just by the fact that you're, you're just turning the head around and, wow, that's, that might be a way. So, so in any project, it's normal to, 
to have a roadblock, to have something. You're, you're going to hit the wall. But if the attitude is, oh, the project is dead, we just hit the wall. No, no, you never stop. You look the other way. So when, when people at the NASA decide to go to the moon, they had many roadblocks on the way to the moon. But the attitude of saying, okay, it doesn't work this way. Okay, maybe there's another way to, to go over that problem or maybe a creative solution is just like, look the other side. And sometimes you realize that by just looking the other side, you might learn something. You might find a creative solution that's, oh, it's so obvious because it's there. But I see so many brands uh, going in the same direction. If you're looking at cars, if you're looking at their category, if you're looking at most of the most of the product, they're all the same. And suddenly something is going the other way. If you're looking at Airbnb, for example, all the all the industry, all the hotel industry was looking in one way and they came and they looked the other way. So I think it's uh, if you apply this to any consumer product, if you apply this to any uh, like for me, like car, it's 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 obvious that everyone is going in the same direction. So you just need like one idea to look the other way, and then the ocean. Okay, let's okay. go. Tip number eight. Yes, tip number eight. Uh, generosity. Um, you you have to be uh, you have to be open when you work with your creative team um, because. It's really, really hard to have an idea, but don't keep it for yourself. If you keep it for yourself, um, it's not going to grow. It's like, um, it's, it's hard to, to come up with a, something that it's unique and you believe that it's unique, so you want to keep it to yourself, but you're closing the opportunity to make it better. So by sharing your ideas on open platform and inviting other discipline around you will make your idea better. And that's really important to share it with other people. So that's certainly one thing that we do a lot is that people come up with ideas on their, on their book, their notebook, but we, we put all those ideas on the wall. So, so everyone could get exposed to different ideas. And sometimes we invite people from, from other discipline or special guests. What do you think about this? Do you think we could make it better? Do you think it's, it's, um, it's a great insight for, for the consumer, but, but just the fact that we're sharing ideas, it's, it's amazing how, how magic happens when you have two things that don't belong together. And when they work on the same project, magic, magic happens in between. Like the transdiscipline uh, is, is amazing what we could create uh, in, in the mix of those things. So I'm, I'm saying whatever you have, uh, share it uh, and, and invite other people to work on it and maybe change it and, and, and make something different out of it. But it will, it will grow your idea and make it better. So be generous. Open, you, open your book. Something we try and uh, really advocate as part of the Foundations Network is this pre-competitive collaboration. Some ideas get more powerful and potent the, the more... Uh, different organizations participate in them um, in this. And some will only be possible through, through collaboration uh, in the circular economy transition. So again, I hope that one is one that, that resonates with the audience. We've got two to go. What about number nine? 
Number nine, uh, the little flowers. Uh, little flower for me, uh, I, I look at my, uh, my creative department at Sidley. For me, it's like a garden. It's like a garden. We have all sorts of different species in the garden. Uh, and sometimes little flower grow here and there. And as creative leader, you, sh you should be like a farmer. You should walk the field every day, look at those little flowers, and you have to protect them. You have to give, give them a enough light, enough rain. Uh, if there's no rain, there are no flower. Is there, if there's no attention, uh, it's not going to bloom. So little flowers for me is really important. And those little ideas, sometimes it's easy just to step on it and kill them. I see so many great ideas uh, just appear in a brainstorming uh, or in a boardroom or on the wall. And if you don't take care of those little ideas, you don't protect them, they will die. They will not make it to the world. Uh, you have to take time to let it grow. And from that little flower, something will grow and be a fruit. And that fruit will be amazing. So you can bring it to the market and suddenly everyone say, wow, that's amazing. Can I buy it? Uh, so, so you have to take care of those little ideas. Most of the time, uh, people, they, they step on it. They kill, they kill like the beginning of something great. In, in, in that little garden. So we have to be careful of, of those little ideas because sometimes they could change the world. If you were thinking about an industry like fashion uh, and, a, and a, a big fashion brand, um, which has, is, is fast paced, um, everyone's working to deadlines, how do you actually create the space for those to exist? Because some might say, well, you know, we haven't got time for these kind of half-baked ideas. Yeah, because sometimes there's a deadline, especially in the fashion industry where every season uh, it's a hit or miss. You know, you, you want to be on the money on that season. Uh, so I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's dangerous because sometimes you, you're not taking a chance because you're, you're saying, okay, that, that will work. There's more chance to, to create this and that will work this, this, the next season. But I think it's really important to to have a speed in the process, but you should have a lot of options on the floor in the beginning. Um, and and it, if the faster you go, better answer you will get. And then maybe on the process, you will kill some of those ideas and you will focus on one. But you have to start really, really wide so you could narrow it down to something good. If you start too thin on the top uh, and you're focusing only on one thing, maybe you're gonna miss a, a great opportunity or something's gonna be too similar of next, next to your uh, product next on the shelf. So I, I think it's, um, it's really important that, it, especially in the fashion industry where it's fast paced, to have little flowers in the beginning of the season and, and make sure which one will, will need more attention. And if you believe in something uh, that might change uh, the market, go for it, try it. Uh, I think it's really important to take chances sometimes. Okay, last one, tip number 10. Uh, an obvious one, I, I think it's, it's really important, is fun. Uh, I believe that we could move mountain uh, with fun and love. Uh, I think every new project is always heavy, uh, stressful, it's very complex. But if you have fun uh, in that process, uh, you could change the world. And I don't believe in any creative leader that lead by fear 
or you, you have a deadline, you have to deliver, you have to do this. I think you need tension uh, to, to create and, and go further on your project, but do it with love and, and do it with fun. I think fun is part of creativity. It's when you have a team that has fun around a project, you will get more idea, uh, better people. People will invest more. They will put their value, their time into it. So I think the key thing in any creative culture, in any company, is keep the fun alive. Have people play around project. Uh, I think it's the best way to achieve greatness. So what are my 10 creative tips? Thank you, Phil. And a great note to end on. Uh, circular economy is a, at times a serious, a technical topic. So fun is perhaps something that, that gets missed. So um, thanks for including that in and sharing all of your top 10 tips for creativity with us. Changing the world while having fun. That sounds like a brilliant way to work, especially for those of us on a circular economy journey. Philippe was speaking to Joe at the Foundation's Summit 2020. If you missed our other conversations from that event, check out our archive. We'll be back soon with more stories from people working in the circular economy. Until then, keep in touch with us via our social channels. You can find the details in the show notes below. Thanks for listening and see you next time on The Circular Economy Show. Listener.